Hello and welcome to the Pandemic Podcast, a podcast from Deccan Herald in which we focus on COVID-19 and the news around it. I'm your host, Ahmed Sharif. In today's episode, I talked to Professor Sham Sundar on how COVID-19 derailed the target of eliminating Kala Azar by 2020. I also discussed with my colleague Muthir Rahman Siddiqui about the Ramzan celebrations this time. But first, let's take a look at this morning's news highlights. It's the 59th day of the COVID-19 lockdown in India. At the time of recording this at 7am on May 22nd, Friday, the data maintained by Deccan Herald shows that the number of COVID-19 cases in the country has crossed 1,18,000. Thursday saw 5,765 new cases. Maharashtra now has 41,642 cases with an all-time high of 2,345 cases. Tamil Nadu once again saw more than 700 cases on Thursday, registering more than 13,900 cases. As many as 554 people who returned from abroad or other states have so far tested positive, which poses a huge challenge to the state. With Chennai registering over 8,700 COVID-19 cases, authorities have launched a door-to-door screening for symptomatic patients in three densely populated zones that account for over 3,000 COVID-19 patients in the city to identify, test and treat them. Gujarat has crossed 12,900 cases. Delhi now has 11,600 cases with more than 500 cases on Thursday alone. Karnataka saw a rise of 143 cases, taking the tally to 1,605. Now, Kidwai Memorial Institute of Oncology can conduct 3,000 more tests per day with a new German machine installed. The state government has clarified that marriages previously scheduled to be held on May 24th and May 31st will be exempted from the total lockdown under Lockdown 4.0 on Sundays. Meanwhile, Medical Education Minister Dr. K. Sudhaka announced that there will be no entry for government employees who do not download the Arogya Setu app. He also said that every village in urban wards will have COVID task forces and the structure will be revealed soon. COVID-19 seems to have overshadowed many other diseases that need to be controlled. Kala Azar, a vector bone infection, which was said to be eradicated from the country by 2020, may seem to have missed its deadline again because of COVID-19. I spoke to Professor Sham Sundar about what the disease is and its prevalence in the time of COVID-19. Professor Sham Sundar is the Head of Medicine Department at the Institute of Medical Sciences at the Banaras Hindu University. Welcome to DH Podcast, Professor Sham Sundar. Thank you. Professor, to get the context right for audience, what is Kala Azhar and how dangerous it is? And what is the strategy to eliminate this disease? Kala Azhar is also known as visceral leishmaniasis. And uh, it is quite a dangerous disease because if one is not treated, uh, sure to die. It is mainly confined to, in India, it is mainly confined to Bihar, Uttar Pradesh, Jharkhand and Bengal. Bihar has the maximum number of cases, about 80-80% cases uh, found in India. Now, actually, uh, there is an elimination program which was launched in 2005, aim of uh, eliminating the disease by 2015. Unfortunately, this could not be met. So now it is uh, 2020, and I doubt it will be met in 2020 as well. Although massive advance has been made and uh, it is now uh, confined to very small pockets. 
the strategy for elimination was a simple early diagnosis and early treatment and uh, treatment with single dose uh, ambisome therapy 10 mg per kilo which uh, we have developed in india and uh, in fact in the whole world is just patient has to come and then diagnose given the injection and can go home next day or even same day so therapy has become very simple earlier it was uh, 28 days to 30 days treatment antimonials were earlier used pentavalent antimonials and uh, they were have to be given intramuscularly 20 mg per kilo for 30 days and they, these were very toxic drug and which called cardiotoxicity etc and may lead to death in about 3 to 5% patients so this advancement has been very good and it has been a game changer as it changed the outlook of the progress that we have made uh, in in elimination of the kalajar from india another strategy is indoor residual spraying which has already been started in bihar and jharkhand how critical is the timing in starting this uh, indoor residual spraying it is very important in indoor residual spray uh, because vector is uh, strebotomas argenticus which is uh, also known as uh, balu makhi or sand fly it is very important that we control the vector population and if we are able to control the vector population then can be no propagation of the disease unfortunately again due to various reasons uh, this had sometimes stop and start i mean it started and then now in between it has been stopped due to other reasons but it is very important and uh, unfortunately now the vector is not sensitive to dvt which was earlier insecticide used and now synthetic parathrides are being used and we hope we'll get a better result now especially during the coronavirus time if there is a spurt in cases will this stretch the medical infrastructure a disease like covid 19 uh, it is very uh, the vaccine is the only chance at the moment for preventing the disease because this is highly contagious mm-hmm. so but i don't think there is any relation between kalajar uh, and covid 19 only but the fact is that the entire attention is towards covid-19 outbreak which is justifiably also true but uh, it unfortunately it will temporarily suspend the insecticide spray mm-hmm. and there can be a further increase in the cases of um, kalajar earlier the goal was 2015 and got shifted to 2020 so will the target be delayed again see the number of cases has gone down earlier it used to be 40000 50000 even several lakhs but now it has come down to about 3000 less than 3000 per year mm-hmm. uh, and we hope that it can uh, occur very soon but how soon i don't know and 2000 2020 was a reasonable target but unfortunately there are some pockets in jharkhand and some in bihar where Uh, the disease is not yet fully controlled thank you for joining us on the ds podcast professor take care and stay safe thank you very much with the job losses causing large scale migrations the bihar government is seeing a huge influx of native migrant laborers they have also figured out a way to deal with it the government is now conducting a skill mapping exercise for the laborers who come back 
and employing people in various capacities, including tailoring and Mandrega schemes or the Chief Minister's ambitious environmental scheme, Jal Jeevan Hariali. A day after announcing the resumption of domestic flights, the Civil Aviation Ministry on Thursday released the standard operating procedures for air travel. People residing in containment zones will not be allowed to travel. The airfares have been capped. Elderly, pregnant women, children and people with ailments have been advised to avoid travel. The Arogya Setu app or a self-declaration of good health will be mandatory for passengers. There will be no physical check-in at the airport counters. Airlines must provide a safety kit with a mask, hand sanitizer and a face shield to every passenger. Passengers must reach the airport two hours before the departure and complete the check-in and baggage drop an hour before the flight takes off. Inside the aircraft, face-to-face interaction and use of toilets must be minimized. Passengers need to be prepared to go without food for the duration of the flight. Meanwhile, Railway Minister Piyush Goel hinted at resumption of more trains in the coming days to take India towards normalcy. Extremely severe cyclonic storm Amphan rampaged across West Bengal, killing 72 people, uprooting thousands of trees and unleashing large-scale damage. The toll is likely to increase. About 5 lakh people have been evacuated and shifted to storm shelters. At least 5,000 kacha houses collapsed in the storm. Strong winds snapped electricity lines in several areas. The centre has promised all possible assistance to West Bengal and Odisha. In a few more days, the Muslim community across the world will be celebrating the culmination of the month of Ramzan. This year has been a damper to the festivities. I spoke to my colleague Muthiyar Rahman Siddiqui about Ramzan, the past and the present of the change and the adaptation. It's the season of fasting and feasting. Also, it's the time when the devout sacrifice food, help the needy and brotherhood is the imagery of the season. Whether you call it Ramzan or Ramadan, it doesn't matter. What's important is that you imbibe the season's emotions and make it your own. I'm joined by my colleague, Mutiur Rahman Siddiqui, today to talk about this festive season. Hi, Siddiqui, and welcome to DS Podcast. A place to be here. Thank you. How has Ramzan been to you? Well, uh, Ramzan uh, is very subdued, very muted. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody thought that uh, we are going to spend Ramzan like this. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think before uh, I explain how how's been uh, my Ramzan this season. I think it's important mm. for, for, the, for our listeners to understand mm. how is Ramzan during uh, normal days. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think a normal Ramzan day begins with Sahri, what we call, uh, which is the uh, meal which we have uh, at the end of the twilight, which is about one hour and 20 minutes before the sunrise. Mm-hmm. This Sahri is usually a private affair. We have it with our family. Mm-hmm. And then after Sahari, we have, uh, we go for prayer, which is the Fajr prayer. And then mm-hmm. uh, we go about our shows, our, our daily routines. And mm-hmm. then uh, in the evening, around uh, 4.30 or 5 o'clock, that's where the, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of buzz. People will go to the market uh, to do the shopping, to buy snacks, mm-hmm. to buy, you know, uh, other stuff. Uh, the most important event during Ramzan is Iftar. Iftar means breaking the fast. Mm-hmm. And this event is a community affair. We have it with lots of people. We have it in the mosques. We have it uh, uh, in community centers. But mm-hmm. because of this lockdown, what has happened is we, have, we are having this Iftar at home with only our closed 
relatives and our family members mm-hmm. and uh, sort of i would say that you know we do not feel that it's we do not really feel like it's ramzan we just feel that okay you know we are having any other month we have never had uh, something like this i think uh, in the entire islamic history mm-hmm. which is uh, almost 1500 years so mm-hmm. um, the thing is you know you when you have uh, such large uh, uh, populations under lockdown and they are not able to move out and and socialize and and meet each other so uh, certainly uh, that affects uh, the ramzan festivities because we have to uh, understand one thing very clearly about ramzan and that is that ramzan is essentially a community and a social event because you know you socialize with people you meet them you know you invite them over especially mm-hmm. uh, the iftar so that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a community affair you actually mm-hmm. host people you invite them over you go mm-hmm. to their place you know you you invite random strangers mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. uh, prayers are not allowed in the mosques so we are we we are forced to pray at home so mm-hmm. because of uh, these restrictions uh, the ramzan is very muted very subdued and it's not the usual ramzan i think this is uh once in a life uh, uh, event yeah yeah and the other day i was talking to my mother about it and she was saying that in her lifetime she hasn't seen something like this where you know uh, ramzan is so subdued and it us- it's usually the month you know where uh, the city comes alive like you yes, see yes, for yes. example in bangalore you have the fraser town and shivajinagar areas yes. and in mumbai you have the mohammad ali road and hyderabad you have the charminar uh, the area around it so i think it's totally different right and there's also a sort of um uh, how do i put it a very melancholic sort of a uh, thing because of the lockdown it's yeah. it's it's, it's uh, frustrating i would say and mm-hmm. not just uh, the, the the muslims but i would say that the, the entire humanity is mm-hmm. uh, undergoing a very tough uh, period mm-hmm. because you know we are not uh, uh, our normal selves we are not able to go out and do the things that mm-hmm. we normally do Uh, sadly shivajinagar you talked about shivajinagar sadly shivajinagar which is uh, actually the hub of uh, ramzan commercial activities in bangalore uh, mm-hmm. has been sealed down because of a few covid positive cases mm-hmm. but even other areas for example mosque road in uh, fraser town kr mm-hmm. market uh, mm-hmm. kamanahalli banargatta road uh, and so many other places Mm-hmm. you know they are not seeing the kind of activity that you would associate with a traditional ramzan mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, that's obvious because people are very scared they are very cautious they do not want to take risks because mm-hmm. and and very importantly i think people do not have the money mm-hmm. let's be very uh, open about it because mm-hmm. their uh, earnings have taken a massive hit in the past two months so people do not have money and whatever money they have they do not want to mm-hmm. spend on on these uh, what do you call accessories they want to spend mm-hmm. on the essential uh, essential items so that's why i think uh, things yeah. are very subdued and very muted and also times like these when uh, you know there is uh, a lack of communication a lack of you know everything is under the lockdown technology just grows rapidly so do you see the community using this like in uh, when you talk about praying or you know uh, the eid prayers or something like that do you yes. have any insights on that yes yes technology has certainly played an important role and like you know uh, most of the people now have smartphones 
one one uh, uh, rising trend is virtual iftar so virtual mm-hmm. iftar is actually what you do is uh, you will connect with your friends or with your uh, relatives mm-hmm. who are uh, sitting uh, in some other place so you you will uh, you know uh, uh, talk to them via video call or you will like mm-hmm. you know just have you will just uh, live stream your uh, iftar via facebook or some other uh, technology and like you know you, that that sort of gives you a sense of uh, a collective um, you know uh, participation but mm-hmm. that cannot be a substitute for physical and the traditional way of iftar that's what i'm saying yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, another uh, uh, thing that you know people are using it in fact it's not It's, it's nothing related to technology, but it's an interesting trend, and that is in mm-hmm. some parts of Bangalore, you know, kids in in families they are uh, setting up uh, mini mosques at home. Okay, what they do is uh, they will uh, you know, all the kids in the family will gather and they will pray together. So that's sort of like you know that's that's one of the ways in which uh, the community and the people are trying to uh, adjust to the uh, to the lockdown during Ramzan. and uh, the thing is um, uh, ramzan as a whole has been uh, very subdued so people are trying to come up with uh, uh, with different ways of how they can spend ramzan the way they used to but uh, things are not the same and ramzan mm-hmm. is actually uh, i would say a phenomenon of uh, community participation it's that that time of the year when mm-hmm. small traders and even mm-hmm. big businessmen they actually mm-hmm. you know bring out uh, uh, their commodities their fare their products in large numbers because mm-hmm. ramzan is that occasion when people mm-hmm. you know do a lot of shopping and yeah. that's not yeah. it's not it's not muslims alone but even non muslims uh, they do a lot of shopping during ramzan uh, mm-hmm. because ramzan is the occasion when there'll be a lot of uh, shopping offers there'll be a lot yeah. of shopping deals okay mm-hmm. and uh, actually you know i uh, you know when i was a kid you know we used to have this uh, small shop during ramzan and we actually used to sort of mm-hmm. do the whole year's business in ramzan alone mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. thing and in fact uh, most of the traders most of the businessmen would tell you that ramzan mm-hmm. is the most important calendar in their uh, you know uh, it's the most important event yeah. in their trading yeah. calendar that's mm-hmm. when a lot of shopping happens that's when mm-hmm. a lot of you know business happens and obviously ramzan is not the same and economy has taken a hit i did a mm-hmm. story on ramzan and mm-hmm. i spoke to a retired executive engineer of bangalore electricity electricity supply company and mm-hmm. he was telling me that you know how he looked how he used to look forward to ramzan because for him ramzan was the occasion when he would you know indulge in his you know yeah, in in his uh, gastronomic delights and he would, <laughs> you know go shopping because a lot of traders a lot of shopkeepers they try mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. cash in on the ramzan buzz and talking about shopping shopping also is sort of like a uh, an activity which especially when done in ramzan right it it's sort of like a family bonding sort of a thing you get exactly. to know people and mm-hmm. their choices their styles and everything i think i think uh, if you talk about uh, from my experience i would say that we would uh, at this point of time we would go to shivaji nagar or commercial streets and you know do mm-hmm. some bargain and get clothes and 
uh, break yes. fast there and come back home. So I think these are there's so many memories attached to Ramzan and yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember, yeah. I remember, you know, uh, when I was a child, you know, uh, my uncle used to give to buy me clothes. My aunt used to buy me clothes. Mm-hmm. Of course, my parents used to buy me clothes. And now that you know, I have grown up, and I try to like, I try to buy clothes to, uh, you know, my niece, my mm-hmm. nephews, and you know, my uh, the kids in my family, and of course, my kids and my family, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. my siblings, and my aunts and my relatives. So, mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's the occasion when you try to, mm-hmm. you know, present gift to uh, to your family members, to people that you care about. And yes. that's yes. I would say that, that that's the uh, there's the strong pull of Hamza. It's, mm-hmm. it, it brings people closer. It makes them uh, feel loved, and and it makes them feel mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. But because um, but because of this lockdown, you know, I think uh, mm-hmm. we are missing all uh, all those things. Yeah. And I still remember the EV part of it, where you would uh, where the elders would give. Uh, sort of yeah. a cash amount to younger ones and I think that was the big highlight for me during the Ramzan that I would finally get some money and I could go spend it out so I think that I would definitely miss that so yes 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 uh, in fact the ED is uh, I would say the, the biggest occasion for kids mm-hmm. you know when uh, I, I you know when you see the delight on the kids faces when they get the ED and in fact uh, uh, many Kids from uh, the neighbors' houses, they mm-hmm. come and in anticipation of you know receiving the EV. EV is usually you know uh, a cash amount. You know it, mm-hmm. it depends on the person who's giving it. Maybe you can give some fifty rupees or hundred rupees or even five hundred rupees or one thousand mm-hmm. rupees. But whatever mm-hmm. you give, you know it it uh, binds both the giver and the receiver yes. in in a, in a special kind of joy. Yeah, and I suppose that the whole world gets the ED of good health. So, and you know, uh, everybody recover. Who are the, those who are affected by coronavirus are, you know, uh, recover recover from this particular yes, yes, infection. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what we have to not forget is that uh, mm-hmm. because of the lockdown, we also have to care more. I think because you know there have been lots of uh, job losses. Uh, many mm-hmm. people have lost their uh, uh, sources of income. So I think during Ramzan, uh, it becomes very mm-hmm. important for Muslims and the mm-hmm. uh, general public that, you know, we uh, care for people who do not have the means. So mm-hmm. let's hope that, you know, we care for people who do not have the means. I think mm-hmm. now is the time we have to show that, you know, humanity is still alive. Yes, true, true. All right, Siddiqui, thank you for joining us in the DS podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Take care and stay safe. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Do rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Google Podcasts, Spotify and many of your other favorite platforms. Do share this podcast with your friends, family and on social media. For the latest updates on COVID-19 and other news, log on to www.deckinherald.com. Follow our social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Check out our e-paper at www.deckinheraldepaper.com to be updated on the go. Follow our Telegram channel t.me slash News for instant updates. Take care, stay safe and stay indoors.